Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Containeros Podcast. The podcast is sponsored by Port Pro, the leading operating system for drayage carriers. Schedule a demo today at portpro.io. Episode 46. We got Juan. Help me out with the last name, bro. Guadarrama. Guadarrama. Juan Guadarrama in the house. Welcome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you getting a shorter table for me. I couldn't really touch the touch the <laughs> ground with my feet. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming through on today is It's Easter. Easter Sunday. Thanks for hopping into the studio, bro. <laughs> of course. I gotta wait for my kiddos to wake up anyway. Yeah. So what's up? Share a little about yourself with with the audience. Um I, I won't go back too far, but it's been a wild ride. I had a lot of recent changes in my life. And currently doing drayage, uh, pulling containers from the port. Uh, I'm not an actual driver. I'm behind the scenes. And that's kind of maybe the reason we've linked up. Prior to that, uh, I've been in fitness for the last eight years. Uh, mm-hmm. I still have my gym, a gym in Hawthorne. We won't plug and play too much. But my skill set has come from uh, admin and an operation and problem solving and the entrepreneur spirit we were talking about before the show and how we're always trying to challenge ourselves and push ourselves to become better and trying to go into the deep end. Uh, and now just here to share whatever I learned in the last couple of months. Thank you. <laughs> so how did you end up in, in Dreyage anyways and, and why? Like out of all the things you could have chosen, like so why this headache? Uh, at the gym, uh, I had a couple of new members. I started the gym in 2020 in the middle of quarantine. Oh, and Down uh, as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> took some risk and uh, was able to meet an opportunity, uh, meet a, uh, a new community. I, I live in on the west side of Venice, Santa Monica area. And uh, the gym is in Hawthorne, so it was an opportunity to meet a, a whole new community. And through that, through that, made some new connections. Uh, my homie, Mauricio, we call him also, he... As I'm getting to know people, he told me that his dad started a trucking company, a logistics company on the air on the air side, um, on the airport side, and uh, at some point uh, that seemed very interested interesting to me. I have what I would say a little bit of a OCD type of personality yeah. where I like the I like the details. Um, and I, I like to accomplish the the task. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me a little bit of purpose in my in my day direction, and it, it feeds a, a little bit of my personality, right? And logistics is all of that. <laughs> um, so I reached out to, to Oso and uh, his workplace. The owner is Kevin. The VP is Manny. I had a, I had a conversation with them, and I was looking for an opportunity. Uh, for my professional career, maybe a little bit of feeling of like, all right, it's time maybe to, to grow up and not just hang out at the gym all the time. And but that's your business. You were already in grown up mode. like. Yeah, but to me, it still feels like I'm just having fun. But doesn't that what all, all those quotes are? Like, oh, do some, do what you love and yeah, you'll never work a day in your life. But uh, yes, yes and no. Yeah. Like I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard, but it's it's not very hard for me anymore right like teaching someone or mm-hmm. or it's uh it's just been doing it forever it's like if you've been driving to the ports for 15 years 
You know every exit and every street. You probably even know every bump and every hole on every street. Yeah. Without you even thinking about it. You know not to go into that lane. You know to go into that left lane maybe now instead of way before. You just know little things and nuances that everyone else doesn't know. Um, and I also needed another opportunity to provide for my family. I have a wife. I have two kids. One's eight. One's a year and a half. A year and a half. I had a baby during COVID. Um so I, I reached out to, to Kevin and Manny and also, and they presented an opportunity. And I said I was down for a challenge and, and to grow something. Uh, previous to this, we didn't really have a drayage side. So I took on the task to uh, build something under under their supervision and the things that they knew because I'm starting from scratch. Yeah. But I know the things that I do know how to understand is that I know that I can go figure out the things that I don't know. And I, I can understand the things that I need to know in order to operate. And uh, building and constructing and, and drafting certain like operating procedures and processes and the, the things that you need in order to get into the port. Uh, the team already knew a lot of it. I just had to go do it. Mm -hmm. And now that I've been doing it, I understand a lot of, of the little pieces that you got to do. Um, the cool thing, and the, the what makes me go, is that I get to build something from nothing. And the, the cool part, maybe a little bit easier, is I got a support from a company that's already established on the, on the air side. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we're really trying to get to, which is very exciting... Uh, which maybe helps with the education part of it more, is trying to get as close to origin as possible. How can we be the providers to get stuff from China directly and not be cut by the middleman? Does that make sense? What what can become the middleman, in your opinion? There's a lot of middlemen out here. Yeah, so we got, um, so we got origin, right? Most of the stuff comes from China. So we, we call that like the, the departure port, the, the origin, origin, origin okay. port. Yeah. We, on the trucker side right now, right, we just get the, the last piece of the pie. Yeah. So what we're trying to figure out and we're trying to grow and trying to get established on, because you got to show that you're established enough, is can you do the, the drage side or can you do the, 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 the last and first mile, whether it's import or export, it doesn't really matter. The, the step above that is like where all the brokers and forwarders are. They're the ones that companies reach out or the customers reach out to to actually get the container moving. So that forwarder is, is responsible for the 100 containers that he has to get it to the last mile. Yeah. Right? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so we're trying to get there. We have to establish the whole infrastructure in order to be that person. You don't want <clears throat> to, excuse me, you don't want to have to look for a forwarder to hook you up. You want to do it yourself. We want to be the forwarder and hook ourselves up. Yeah. Has there been, is, there, is that rare that there's companies that have it all in-house? Like, we are everything. So, I was, I was asking a lot of those questions, mm -hmm. right? Like, so why, why isn't everyone else doing this? Like, if it's that obvious, why are we all not doing this? It just yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, you asked me before, so you did fitness. How does this relate? Like, how are you able to do this? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, we all know what you're supposed to eat and what you're not supposed to eat, right? <laughs> yeah. How many of us are going to do it? That's a different story. So it's the yeah. same thing, right? Yeah. We can have all the knowledge because we talked about it before, but we're about to like give you a checklist on how you can get your own authority and work for yourself and do the whole thing. 
But how many of you are going to do it? Will you do it? Will you yeah. do it, right? Because yeah. we talked about, yeah, we're trying to do the kumbaya stuff and trying to help each other out. Mm -hmm. But there's not a lot of you that are going to do it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't feel a threat um, sharing knowledge or, right? Because sometimes there might be a, like, why, why? people giving all the free information but like on the fitness side i'll give all of my information for free yeah because the actual execution of it is way different we can uh people can have the same information mm -hmm. but the way we go about it is going to be way different yeah because we're, we're like trying to set a, a like a help each other out trend yes and then like so why not keep it a secret like you know yeah but the dopest thing that you, you said, said you, you give away the stuff for free so yes a lot of people don't want to give this stuff away for free they're like Maybe even other carriers will will look at at whatever carrier you're with. Uh, I don't want to assume uh, prevalent, prevalent, yeah, and look at you guys like a threat. Like you guys are fucking up the game because some people think like that. You know, yeah. like well, why are you dropping gems like that? Like this is how we make our, our our millions by keeping them at a certain level where they have to depend on us to provide the work for them. And how do you go to sleep at night? That's what I would say. Mm. Like, why are you so insecure? Yeah. Why? Why? Why are we such in a scarce mindset? You think they're acting in a state of fear that they could lose what they have? If they Personally, did. yes. Mm -hmm. What I, I have found in everything that I've taken on ever, mm -hmm. the collaboration, the beautiful thing that you said last night when we were trying to talk, like, hey, let's get our notes down, is I'm only trying to help those that want to be helped because that person wants to build a relationship anyway. Yeah. And there's going to be trust. Yeah. The opposite thing happens. Yeah. The person that's scared is always going to be scared and they're going to be scared with their own kind. When you're ready to go and you want to level up, you're going to find those people too. And that's who I'm trying to link up with. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do the last three months by myself. I've only done it because I've asked for help and people are like, hey, let me put you on. Yeah. And then somehow I try to figure out how to repay mm -hmm. them with, with time or some sort of giving back. So that's why you feel like you want to give back too, because you you did mention like the only way I've gotten this far is through help of the community, and then you mentioned you want to do something for the community. Yeah. Like, so it's like keep it going because it worked for you. Yeah. And I admire that in in three months, like you're 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 learning fast, like, you know what I mean. And I told you earlier, like, man, I feel a little embarrassed. I've been <laughs> in here like fifteen years, but I guess I was looking in in the wrong direction. I was just like, go go go. There's no time to like. Yeah, or maybe it's an excuse, huh? I don't know. No, I, I think it's fair because but, you're you're looking at it from because I don't drive, right? Like mm -hmm. let's be clear. I think that's the big difference on the opportunity of maybe the the perception of it. Yeah, right. Because you're looking yeah. up and you're trying to get jobs, and I'm I'm uh, I'm having to figure out the operation side to even have jobs to provide to. Yeah, the so it's a different perspective. Yeah, just like this, like I would have never had the time for this if. If the, if, DUI, if the DUI didn't happen, if all that chain of events yeah. didn't happen, it was on my mind to do it, but now yeah. I'm doing it. The universe told you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, so so is that, does that play a role then? Like, if you're 100% committed to that, that just shows right there. If you're 100% committed to something, you figure it out. You will figure it out. You have no choice. I have no choice. I have to figure it out. There you go. And yeah. if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to have do it. Yeah. I want to know all of it. Mm -hmm. So I can be productive and I can help everyone around me. Uh, and I think of like, I don't know how everyone else sees it. And I'm pretty sure that they do. Mm -hmm. But um, 
whether it's uh, other carriers or my own drivers, is I want to share that information so when things don't go smooth, and most of the time they don't go smooth, everyone has an understanding of why versus, oh, the dispatch just messed me up. Blame game. Blame game. And you're like, no, I want to give everyone tools so you take more ownership on, hey, what part did I do that I contributed that mm -hmm. either helped or didn't help? And being honest with yourself, like, damn, I didn't help. Maybe I was late leaving the warehouse mm -hmm. to my to go to the terminal. Yeah. Or maybe it was like, hey, uh, if there's that good relationship and say you're my uh, dispatch, the, the, the foundation is the relationship. Um, it could be more like, hey, I, th I think you could improve on this because this is what I saw. It's not mostly blame game. It's, it's giving feedback. Mm -hmm. But feedback for the purpose of what we're trying to do. And we're trying to go to the moon. So mm -hmm. if, we, if we can collaborate better, more things happen. Positive, forward-moving things happen. Yeah. Do you ever over overwhelm yourself with trying to, like, overachieve? Like, TMI, but I feel like that sometimes, like, to, like, want to do too many things. And then, like you, you, you set so much to do for that day that the list is so fucking huge that you did like ten of those things and you're like, fuck, I failed because you had thirty things. Like, but uh, let's being realistic, like, yeah. You know, so like, I, hey man, you have coach on your on your bio, so I'm I'm digging right now. <laughs> What's up, coach? No, I I I have in the past, and I think I've gotten better at it. Mm. And what I do is, I for sure look at everything that needs to get done today, meaning. All the moves or the container moves that have to happen, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like the the way that in my mind I prioritize is what's going to make money first. Where's the money we can go get right now? We have to accomplish that first. The second one is what are things that are going to maybe set up the next day or the week? And then the third one is the things that are in okay. the back of your mind okay. that you're trying to get done but are not as high priority. And if I get the first section done and the day runs out, I've gotten really good at I'm just going to shut it here. Done. Yeah. So it's like the now, a week, and long term. Yeah. So you break it down into the into the triage windows. Yeah. Because yeah, whatever I didn't accomplish, I roll it over to the next day. But then that makes that list a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> but it still has to do priority. It yeah. still might not make it to the top. Yeah. It just bugs me keep, that I keep seeing the same goal on the next day, like three days in a row. Like if it has to roll over more than one day, it bugs me. And yeah. that, that's what gets me to execute it. Yeah, but I think I was going to say that's a good thing. Yeah. It's the urgency yeah. to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. But being patient of still getting the job done that you need to get job done first. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, there's still a lot of the marketing side that I want to do for the Drage part of the company. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw me starting to play with the port pushers type of thing. Like, mm -hmm. our own hashtag mm -hmm. of slogan. Uh, to, to create an identity, to create a culture with my drivers, mm -hmm. to create a um, some sort of a feeling even inside of the company to like, oh, this is our department. This is what we do because the thing, the, the thing that comes out of that is a pride. Yeah. Right? Like when people put the your stickers on their trucks, what type of pride does it bring to them and to you? It's a really good feeling with yeah. a sticker. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh that's how I rationalize in my head because I, I do go through that, but I think that's what makes the difference. Having that urgency to get those things done and let it bug you and let it bug you and let it bug you. But when you know when you're with your with your daughter, right? You're like, I got to shut it down. She, she, she doesn't care. Yeah, dude. <laughs> she doesn't care. Yeah. Daddy, come on. Like you were playing with the nails the other day. She did that's my nails. all she cares about. She did my nails, guys. <laughs> 
and the same thing, like I try to do my best, but sometimes I'm rolling over because we're mm. on dispatch. But sometimes, like, hey, today, the rest of the day. Okay, so here's a perfect example. Yeah. Sunday, Easter. We talked about it yesterday. We're here grinding, man. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, can you do It's Easter tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, but can you go earlier? Because I'm, I'm trying to get home because I got to do the, uh, that thing mm-hmm. and have fun with them. The little one and the eggs. You're probably trying to do the same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and the middle of the day is going to be all for them. But as soon as we, I hit 5 p.m., it's back to work because I got to prep for Monday. Yeah. I got to see what appointments are available. I got to see what moves are I got to do. I got to see what customers I got to follow up. It's back to grind time. And it's mo- it's unspoken. But, hey, hey, babe, I'm, I'm on the computer at 5 p.m. I'm going to be around. We can watch TV. I'm going to be on the couch on my laptop. But my mind is going to be over here. Yeah. Type of thing. So that that, that helps that. Does she know, like, the cues, like, when you got to, like, I mean, you're home, so there's a lot of distractions. Like, how does that work out for you? Well, I've... Because my daughter, that's why I don't work from home as much, because <laughs> my daughter, aquí, aquí, and he's giving orders, like, yeah. sit your ass well, down it, right here. And then once they sit down, it's hard to get back up, It's you know? hard. Uh, I think the dynamic at home matters. Like, you have uh, one child? Three and uh, a 14-year-old from my previous but <laughs> she doesn't live with with me but so i got three at home oh three at home yeah yeah eight uh, year old seven year old two year old i think it's what maybe for me is most of the time i've worked from home like in, being in and out of the gyms like there's no office there's no like you're either working inside of a busy gym or you're working at home like programming so a lot of the things that fitness people do is write the workouts right we do a lot of that that's most of the computer time and try to create content so I, my family has just been used to me doing that their whole life. Like my son for the last eight years has only seen me do that. My wife doesn't work and understands and helps that, hey, we're going to go over here. We're going to go to the store. We're going to go do something else. Dad looks like he's in the heat of it, talking to someone. The phone keeps ringing, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so maybe it's just because I've gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. It m- might be the difference. Um I don't know. That that's just like my experience on how yeah. I do that. You know what the thing is with me that because of the trucking, see they, you, you're not there. So but when you do get there, it's home time. So oh, they yeah, know yeah. that that yeah. when dad shows up, he's available. Yeah. Versus now, like uh, the shift is like I could work from home as well, but they don't process that the same way because they're already yeah. used to when I'm home. That means I already parked the truck and I'm home chilling. Yeah. So maybe so that, that's what it that, could be. That dynamic matters. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so let's see the the coaching. We sort of touched on how how that you apply that to now, but in a way, it's like the whole the the stamina, the appropriate word, like the whole like <laughs> gotta go, you know, like to the digging. Yeah. You mentioned digging uh, last night, and that caught my attention because you said something about, yeah, I've got to check this and that. I, I just do some digging. So before you know it, just by checking a certain container number, like you figure all this other shit out. Like how, what? What? That's a long ass question. But no, what I'm trying it. to say is I like got you, you got I that got drive. You. Like if you're at the gym going hard, but except with Dreage now, like yeah, uh, I maybe think a little bit different. So like the the fitness part of of my life, the gym li- part of my life, the thing that correlates the most. I don't really see it as the working out. Like no. I don't think of that. I think of it as because we work out at 4 a.m. every day um, and there's there's a gang of us. So, so if you see my social media, it's it's a bunch of us like. Yeah. Ten. Seeing that made me quit. <laughs> <laughs> Before you showed up. <laughs> it's the discipline. Yeah. That discipline 
allows me to do everything else that I want in my day. If I start missing and I'm sloppy, everything mm. else gets dirty. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So I, I don't view it as like, oh, we're doing squats. I view it as like we are treating every goddamn day like a mission. Mm -hmm. And you can't miss any steps of your mission. So it starts with a mission. You, you check that off. You're in this like mindset of, of uh, accomplishing stuff for the day. The thing that I've learned, uh, because fortunately, and I'm grateful, I've always been in a leadership position. And in, when you're in those positions, all of the ownership, everything that goes good and bad, whose fault is it? It's my fault. There's no one to look above. Hey, it's your fault. If my team is not operating the way that it's supposed to, it's my fault. If we're winning, it's my fault. And I, I try to share that knowledge. And I also understand that... <clears throat> I have the ability to to learn and to grow on whatever the thing is. So it doesn't matter what the task is. I'm going to go learn it because it's my responsibility. The thing that I learned because of being in that position is I know that I need to go figure out all the pieces that I need to know in order to do my job. And that's the biggest thing that's translated over. It doesn't matter what position you put me in. I have to go figure out what the whole world is. So like I started with... Okay, what is logistics? What does that even mean? Is it just trucking? So then I, I figured out, oh, there's air, there's rail, there's the ship. Where do most things come from? Most of the things come from China. There's not a lot of really of exports. Okay, I understand that. And then I got to understand who the main players are. Well, there's the customer. Nothing yeah. starts without the customer. Where are they manufacturing this? Do they get their own stuff to wherever they need to? No, they go hire someone. Yeah. That person knows how to do the customs, the the barrier of language, the how to hire a trucker in China to get from point A to the vessel, how to talk to the vessels, how to talk to the terminals. At, at that point, they know how to either find uh, trucking companies by themselves or get a broker. And then that's like the final step, right? And then so I had to learn what each of those responsibilities were and then where where do i fall in the big picture i like to see the big macro big view and then where do i fit okay so i'm responsible just for this part cool noted um but it also helps understanding when someone is talking to me a, a, a forwarder or a broker what they are trying to accomplish and because i took a step in learning the whole industry or trying to learn and it's a, a continuing thing yeah it um, flows better with it, them it flows better and i can help them out hey help them help you correct so sometimes they're like hey can you do this i'm like i don't know you haven't given me any information i don't know what the last free day is i don't know what terminal you're at i don't know if if i'm contracted to work with that vessel so these are the things that i need to know in order for me to tell you yes and no And it'll also help me be able to tell you what is possible. If you're looking to get six containers from a small vessel that no one has authority to work with, like we can't just grab any container, right? We, you have to have approval from that vessel. I, I would tell you there's probably only a handful of trucking companies that are allowed to, to touch that container. And so the probability that you're going to get this done is very slim or, hey, yeah, that's a possibility type of thing. So it helps them understand how to talk to their customer um, so that when demerge hits or the last cutoff day is missed, there's an understanding of why versus it's the trucker's fault. It's not the trucker's fault. Dude. The trucker's yeah. just waiting on standby to, to to tell them where to go. Yeah, yeah. 
is is not is it's way like, more to it. There's way more to it. The news doesn't talk about that. They, all they've been saying is the the shortage, shortage. They don't shortage they don't go what? into the deeper <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, like you just described. Yeah, they, uh, a lot. I think it's missed. I don't think they do the work to to be able to to want to understand to actually help. Yeah, to solve it. To solve it. Yeah, they just want to cover the problem or what they believe to be the problem from the surface. Oh, and, the truckers. There. There's no truckers. And I'm like. There's a lot of people that want work, dude. Yeah. Now that they didn't, might not like the environment, now that's different, you know? Yeah. It is very cutthroat. It's a wild, wild west. The warehouse services and the running air, since that w- that's what you came into, mm-hmm. but now you started the drainage side of things, what, what, what can you share with us about how that works, the warehousing and the air? Uh, like, so the air side, I don't know. Okay. The air side prevalent has been doing for years. Uh, and I never really got exposed to that because as, as I came in, my responsibility was to understand what the drainage does and try to check off all the things that we need to do in order to get authority, mm-hmm. in order for us to access the port by ourselves and uh, be able to get our own jobs. The warehouse is super important because it gives us a, a, a home base. So mm-hmm. I didn't know this and I'm learning as I went. That would really tie in with drainage, huh? Yes. So I didn't know that most trucking companies just have a yard, like a, just for their tractors. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was like, oh, I thought everyone had a warehouse. No, I'm like, no, the warehouse makes it, uh, gives a, a competitive advantage. And luckily, since uh, Kevin and Manny and the whole team there has taken the time to build, it takes a lot of time, but to build the infrastructure, you can offer more services. And especially if we're trying to get from origin, we're like, well, yeah, you want to fly here? You want to go uh, through a vessel? We can do it. And if you want to hold it at our, our warehouse, we can do that. Um, the warehouse team is great. They can do all the warehouse stuff, like cross dock, unload, offload, Transform. floor offload, uh, palletize, whatever you want. Like, well, well, we can do it all. Consolidated. Consolidate anything you want. We, we got it down. Um, so it's really cool. And the way that I approach it is... I show them what the job is and let them teach me how they would do it. Because I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not going to make the decision for you. You're, you guys are going to be the ones that are going to offload it and do the job. So can you explain to me how you would do it to make your life easy? So we like there's a conversation that happens and then they go, okay, so I think you should do this, this, and this. And then I, and then I look at what information I can help with. Okay, so I should probably give you a lead time maybe of two days and let you know when this is going to come and remind you maybe, hey, that's the job where we're going to do this one. All right, noted, got it, boom, and we can move move from there. Um, so the, the warehouse cool is another implement that I think uh, is very helpful, and for us it creates a home base and an identity for kind of the whole company. And would it be wise to just keep it all under the same name, or would 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 we need to split it up in different like sister companies? Like this one will cover the the freight forwarding. I, this I think one. Uh, that one is more, maybe more of a question of how you want to do your accounting. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, how do you want to keep your books? Right, because you need to keep track of how each of those uh, pieces are contributing or hurting your bottom line. Yeah. Or which one has more liability to it? Yeah, or like, hey, is it worth doing this? Mm-hmm. Should we do that one? Should we do more of this? Is it what is growing? If if like the number is going up, but the warehouse is not really helping, like why are we wasting funds there, where we can maybe 
add more power behind the things that are already working. Yeah, double down. So I, I would say it's mostly based on the management. Yeah. Um, for us, I think we split up certain parts of it. So you went into that organization and there's already a like a partnership in place how, how do you feel i'm assuming right there's a you mentioned various names so how do you feel about working in teams do you think that's the way to go nowadays where like a lot of people want to be like i did this by myself from the ground up just me you know like self-made and you know what i mean like yeah which is cool and and some people can pull it off but do you feel that we're in a time where it's best to just go the team route so I'm I'm the the trade manager. Yeah. Right. So I I work for Prevalent. Yeah. Um, right now I'm basically my own department. So there's a part of it where it's uh I'm part of the team because I'm part of the company, and there's part of it where I'm just solo. So mm. there's like a balance of that. That it's a unique situation. It's a unique situation. Yeah. So. Along for for the longest time, I did want to do things by myself, and I have done things by myself. But there is, I think, this weird time right now where people want to do that. I would just advise and have people maybe ask themselves, "Do you have the skills to do that?" And and by that I mean the first one you got to start with is. Do you know the craft of the thing that you have to do? So if you're a trucker, like, do you know how to drive? For fitness, is like, do you know how to work out? For my particular one right now, is like, well, do you have leadership management skills in particular? Do you have those skills first? The second one that I think about is, do you have business acumen? Do you understand financial statements? Do you understand what a competitive advantage is? Do you understand the market, the market size, the market opportunity? So like we're, uh, I, I went to business school um, and entrepreneurship, and like I don't know if people understand the basics of that. Well, tell me this: w Would you want a uh, ten percent of? <laughs> Hold on, it depends, right? Hey, okay, okay. You want to? <laughs> I got you. Yeah. You, you want a ten percent of a watermelon or a hundred percent of a grape? Or nothing, right? A hundred percent of nothing, right? Yeah. That one's tricky because if you've never done the 100% of nothing, it's going to be, you don't know the skills that you needed to develop. Mm -hmm. That's why it's a weird question. You can't straight up answer. Yeah. Until you don't, until you don't mess it up, you're not going to know which ones you're good at or which ones you're bad at. And a lot of us are scared to fail. So, you know, or, or the faster you fail, though, the faster you're going to learn the answers. Yeah. So. Then there's the other balance, and it's my opinion, you're not going to get as far doing it by yourself. The wealthiest people, they don't do everything. That's not a business. Here's one for you, for everyone. If you work, <laughs> if you work at, your, um, at your own business, are you a business? No, you're an employee to yourself. A business is when you own the spot and you have other people working for you so you can scale. Because mm -hmm. you're limited. Your limited resource is you. You don't have a business. You work for yourself. There's a difference. So if it's not scalable, you're going to plateau then and just... Yeah, because you're, you're only working for yourself. Your time is... Your, your limited resource is your own time. Mm. 
comes down to that whole thing about trading time for money or something like that. Yes. Yeah, so then if you can do that, now you have yourself a business. The hard part is, well, can you come up with enough money? Are you actually, do you have a, a good or a service yeah. that is actually creating revenue? Yeah. To buy other people's time and then scale yours. Yes. That's the hard part. Yeah. The team part is very difficult. And if you're looking at... um, Especially when everybody wants to be the boss. Correct. And I would say, and this was very hard, and I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway because I don't care. You're going to get paid what you're worth. Your value is going to come from how much you can provide, right? And it's cool that you want to be the boss, but what what value are you bringing? Like this is a hard conversation that I'm having. I have with uh, younger adults. They're like, "Well, I got hustle mode," and I'm like, "Well, what skills you got? I don't care. What skills do you got that I can pay you money that that person doesn't have, or you can clean?" How many people can clean? I'll find a million, billion. But I'm going to be the greatest, bro. Okay, well, what, I'm, what I'm skills motiva- you got? I'm motivated, bro. <laughs> I think that's the hard part. Yeah. Um, I, I I admire your passion and I love it. But you got to have some something to back that up with. Are you good at talking? Are you good at drawing? Do you have graphic design? Are you good? Here's one that I like to think about a lot that might help a lot of the younger cats or people in general. When you're working with an owner... You got to figure out how to make that person's life easier. If you can do that, you are very valuable. And not think of how you can make yours easier. They're not, yeah, they're never thinking like that. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about how can we make money. Yeah. And I think it's very hard because people look at it as, um, well, I should be paid more and then I'll do more stuff. Mm. And it's very hard. Like if you've never been in the owner position and it's your money on the line, you're like, I'm not willing to take that risk. If you show me all of that, they will give you everything. Yeah. is the value. And um, I think it's a, a better approach in how to enter a team. Look at the team. A lot of times you don't get to choose your team. Look at the strengths and uh, not weakness, but the opportunity to where you can insert yourself. How can I insert myself into this team to be a, a crucial part of the team and have a job forever, have job security, and at some point have the ability to ask for more? You can't. You don't have any leverage if you're not contributing. Well, you do practice what you preach. You got you got a whole department out of nothing, <laughs> you know, like out of nowhere, like you know, like I'm trying your own <laughs> department. It's like, yeah, that's that's shit. So that's what I learned from fitness. Going into <laughs> trade. <laughs> yeah. You had a yeah. long question. <laughs> had a longer answer. <laughs> yeah. So you think it's time to lay down the steps on the whole. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I was thinking of an easier way to kind of break it down for everyone. And, and I kind of broke it down into three steps. Cool. The, the, the first one is the trucking part. And I think most of your audience is familiar with it. Getting a um, commercial license, getting your class A, right? Like if you don't have that, you can't even play, right? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, getting everything covered from the DMV and getting your truck, whether you're leasing a truck, whether you own your truck, where you're buying your truck, whatever the the route that you choose, right? You're, you're going to need an MC. Mm-hmm. You're going to need your DOT number. I let's, think. Let's go back real quick. Just to clarify, 
what are what's the end game in this list what's the goal that we're gonna accomplish with this list so we're trying to we're gonna give you a list to where if you wanted to you can be your your own drage company essentially yeah okay all in all in not least under anyone or you can do it all you could do it all Okay. There's pros and cons to it. Yeah. We'll leave that up to you. Okay. Because there's a lot more risk. There's more money up front. Yeah. Here and there. But yeah. if 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 you got yeah. the passion and yeah. you hustle. So you guys asking, how do I get into the ports? How do I get into the ports? How do I get accounts? How do I get loads? Well, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> um, so the first part is the trucking part, yes. which I think everyone's familiar with, right? Um, and then for the port specifically, you need a Twit card. So it's just a uh, federal clearance that you can go in there. Yes. Um, so now you have your truck, where whether it's yours or it's not yours, it, it's fine. You have your commercial license, and you have clearance from the um, transportation, federal transportation and uh, organizations, right? From there, the next part, if you want to be a create a company, um, or sorry, not be like broker by anyone else, you should probably do this anyway. Is create a company, an entity with the Secretary of State of California. You could do that with LegalZoom. There's a bunch of different services. Depending on what you choose, it could be anywhere from 100 to $250. It's a very fast process. You could just say Juan LLC trucking, yeah, whatever, whatever. Set it up as an LLC, or you can have an accountant to help you out, whether you want to be an S-Corp or whatever the things are. right? So now we got our trucking. Now you have your entity. The next part you need to address is getting clearance from the UIIA and uh the terminals so the the uiia is this organization that connects all like the intermodal supply chain all the equipment providers all the equipment provider it keeps everyone honest yes because it, otherwise it's it's a free-for-all huh okay right like who's gonna who's gonna regulate it right you could see that a lot of things would go wrong and it covers everyone's butt if everyone's in that system, because you can't just like disappear. Like if you put your, your scat code on the line, we know who had authority. We know whether that person had clearance or they did not have clearance. Mm. Right. And I think uh, what I wanted to. So there's there's two ones. There's the IANA, IANA uh, which uh -huh. have you heard of that one? Yeah, I have. It's the intermodal. There's an intermodal association of North America. And the interchange facilities access agreement, those are the the two different organizations, but they're bothly both have to do with uh, the supply chain in general. Hmm. So vessels have a scat code, um, and truckers have a scat code. And anyone that's kind of touching the property of has a, a scat code to identify yourself. Yeah. In order to get that scat code, you're gonna need an insurance agent with uh to meet minimum requirements of like cargo your truck uh different parts of it the cool thing is you can go on uia.com and look up all the agents and you just start calling hey i'm looking to get uh authority through the uh, uia in order to be able to get my scat code now they're not the ones that issue a scat code the scat code is issued by this nonprofit organization that i think is like I want to say in South Carolina or North yeah. Carolina. I think I wrote it. NMFTA, the National Motor Freight Traffic Association. 
Yeah. So once you have all the requirements, which is uh, your legal entity as a business, your MC, your DOT, and your um, insurance coverage, you could submit and get it. It doesn't cost a lot. It's like yeah. 100 bucks. Yeah. The hardest part is if you start looking at all those expenses, you're a couple of stacks in. Well, a lot of stacks in. <laughs> yeah. Like be- between your truck, your registration, uh, your um, UII ins- uh, a insurance. Mm-hmm. You're starting up the, a pretty penny. That insurance is a whole separate policy, a whole separate expense other than your regular insurance? Yeah, because you yeah. got car- to cover cargo, mm. um, workers' comp, even though it's yeah, one. For, yeah, for some. Because if you're going to pull a certain type of equipment, like I think Swift, for example, the so Swift boxes, those require you to have workers' comp. If you, if you yes. don't have it, you just won't be able to check it on so the list. So some vessels, yeah. there's a gang of vessels, yeah. you got to go on the UIA, have different requirements. You're correct. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense to everyone. Mm-hmm. You can't just go in, and this is something mm-hmm. that I had to learn, and grab any piece of equipment. You'll go to the trouble window and will not be able to exit the terminal. Yeah. I don't want to fuck up the momentum as far as, like, jumping the gun, you know? So yeah. just, just go through the list and I'll <laughs> shut up, you know? Uh, okay, so after you do all that, you got to register with the ports. You got to register with the Port of L.A. and the Port of Long Beach. Uh, you got to register your truck with the Air Resource Board and the Clean Truck, uh, what is it? The DTR, Drayage Truck Registration. Two different entities. Yeah. So you got to go to the ARB. It's like ARB.org, something, something, something. And we'll share the links on there. I, I was going to provide all the links for you. Okay. Um, and you got to go register your truck. You got to register your drivers. And when you go to the Drage truck registry, it has to match to that. So you're going to be able to see like uh, the VIN number, the license plate of that truck. You got to go get your RFID tag from eModal. You got to register with eModal. Uh, and have that. So here's the complicated one. You have to register with eModal once you have your SCAC and all the DOT, all those numbers, to get a tag. Once you get that tag, you go to the ARB. On the ARB, you'll register your trucks, your drivers. You'll register that tag to that truck. Then you'll go to the Drage Truck Registry and register your truck with the pertinent information. So now all those entities match up. So they they read through each other to make sure that you you have access and that you're complying to the. It's basically ha- having to regulate with how much pollution we're creating. I think it's uh, trucks that are either 2011 and newer or 2012 or newer or something like that. Um, and then it'll give you okay, you're cleared. You now have access to the terminals. Then you gotta go register with all the terminals. <laughs> yeah so i don't know if any of them have done it but like emoto is only i think like five of them five terminals mm-hmm. um so you got to figure out what system each terminal is using and you got to hit them up and hey uh requesting authority to be able to enter your terminal and they're gonna say what vessel have you been cleared with and then you got to ask all the vessels to tell the terminal to clear you so that you could be a flagged equipment provider Meaning you could touch the containers. You you email the steamship lines directly, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out, uh, you got to register for the pool of pools, chassis. Right? And then, so the pool of pools is also going to cost you through uh, DC, uh, what is it? DCLI, Flex, and Track. Um, 
And when you're a new company, they're also going to uh, require deposits. So you're adding, if, you, if you're counting the tab and you want to do the math, mm-hmm. right, it's running and running and running and running and running up. Unless you got it like that, then, Unless you, got then it like you don't that. do that, right? You just pull up with your own chassis. Uh, unless you have your own chassis, yeah. then you could do that. But you can't have one chassis because that chassis is going to get stuck on a, on a run Eventually. for two to three days. Yeah. Unless you're flying and you got magic where you can go in, deliver it, flip it, go back and return it. I'm fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> but that takes a lot of coordination. I've only been able to do that a couple times, right? Or your chassis is going to get stuck. You drop it, you're going to come back the next day, and then you're going to try to get an appointment. There's only an appointment at 2,300 hours. You're like, well, I'm just going to wait another day. Yeah. I'm not going to go unless you really need it, right? That's, that's the the decision-making on the the management dispatch side. Um, And then... And then you made it. That's it. <laughs> Yay. Congrats. That makes sense. So we got the truck. We got all the like the back end admin stuff. And the last one is uh, port access. Yeah. At this point, I believe anyone can make logins for the terminals, but you just won't be able to. Well, you got to have your SCAT code by then. You just won't be able to make appointments. You won't be able to book appointments. Some of them uh, don't let you see more information. Mm-hmm. So you can see limited information. Yeah. And then it's on to the games. And then it's all to the games. So the, I well, think your next question was, uh, yeah. well, how do you get jobs? Yeah, yeah. Now you're good to go. And we'll go. That's just a, a transaction stage right there. How do I get the work to go pull it out to begin with? Yeah, so there's various ways you can... Uh, find where brokers are listed or you can find where forwarders are listed and you just got to go down brokers in california or brokers in wherever and then or you can go find forwarders you could go on linkedin you could just google it you can find a contact and just that's where you just got to start that's where you go hustle mode start knocking on doors start digging start digging the hard part is that your MC number has zero years on it. Yeah, and you could either, if you don't know how to navigate, you can get fucked yes. as well on your payment. So that's the hard part. Well, yeah, you got to cover your butt on the payment. Mm-hmm. So you either got to, you have to request the rate confirmation, which is like kind of your legally binding contract between whoever gave you that job, or set up billing ahead of time you got to figure out how to s- create a safety net for for yourself and not just take a job and then just hope that you're going to get paid it's your responsibility to cover your butt on the pertinent legal documents yeah a lot of guys want to know if there's like a literally like a load board for containers like you know they ask me hey you should have a I load mean, board like there's for, a, there's a bunch of them is is uiia a load board does no. it have a load board side of, of it no but the hard part with the load board, load board is that's like the last pieces that are like left over that they were not able to get contracts for. Mm, you want to well, get the contracts yourself so you don't get. Yeah, you want you want because at that point they're still a middleman when it's on the load board. It uh, it's more than likely that it's mm-hmm. more of a middleman because they're they're just scrapping to mm-hmm. try to find someone to cover that. So this is where like your relationships matter and how professional and how you present yourself. And um, I don't know how many of your users are like on LinkedIn, 
but like that that professional Facebook feel where you talk to the people that are giving those jobs out or uh, the one I, where people uh, put the profile pic with the tuxedo or put they're wearing <laughs> uh, heart shaped boxers. And yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 world, or you can find. Um, does Port Pro have a, a load board yet? No, they're not a digital brokerage at all. Uh, so you can find that. I think the Truck Stop has one. Load Match has one. I don't know if Craigslist has one. You got to go. That's where you got to go. Go digging. My DM has one. I'm, I'm quadruple <laughs> brokering. What's up? Allegedly not. <laughs> uh, or this is where teaming up with um, your community can can work, right? I know you just got your own authority. I can, if I have a job, I can broker to you. You give me your rate, and then I got to figure out what I got to do, mm-hmm. right? My power might be all being used up, and I need additional power. Well, I could just give you the job, and then you go complete it on your own. Yeah. But at that point, you have more power to charge probably whatever you want, right? Because there are different levels. What you want to do eventually is get your own customers because then you can set your own prices. Because sometimes I don't know if like truckers feel like they feel get stuck there. You've talked about it before. You're almost at the mercy of everyone above you. Right. Versus you get to set set the tone. And this is where the difference where like customer service, communication matters, um, your yeah. your name is on the line. Yeah, it gets frustrating like the whole uh, fucking what I hated as a part is like, is that the best you can do? Like, please, sir, can you spare some more? You know, like, is that the best you can do? Like, yeah, it just I, feels I saw, like that. I, saw, I don't like that part, <laughs> you know, like. But, I saw the best TikTok come back to that and them flipping the script the person goes if uh if i was buying your service would you lower the price for me and they were like absolutely not well then fair game let's go mm-hmm. you're asking me to do something one you're giving me a 24-hour notice it's urgent for you and then you want me to come down on the price yeah oh that happens a lot here with with the guys there uh they want them to save the day I see that a lot. Like, oh, it's the last free day. Like, that's crazy. What's that got to do with me? I'm I'm not doing it. I don't feel like doing it right now. I'm done for the day. Yeah. And it's the same rate, and it's urgent to you. Like, why? I got to save the day to be on your good side? or I mean, they, it goes they, both ways. Like, you don't want to be ways. yes man all the time and then get taken advantage of. So there should be an incentive for last free day loads, I, I think. If it's that urgent to you, then show it. Is there is there stuff I'm, that truckers do? I'm saving you a couple hundred by saving the day. What? Why? I don't, I don't know. Especially so, if it's a Friday, you know that's just gonna roll over all the way to Monday. Each, Monday. Each day it's gonna. That's three days of demurrage. Yeah, and same rate. So I think this is where it makes me very comfortable helping other people out by giving them more knowledge, right? Because what's gonna happen if you don't go go get it? It's gonna pay demurrage. How much does that demurrage cost? It's a lot of money. So Yeah, double the rate. Why not? Double um, the rate. Hey, this is not And a, I will go get it right now. Yeah. You have that power. Yeah, I just hate when it's like a buddy buddy, but like uh like Luca said in one of the episodes, una mano larga, una mano corta. I, I didn't say it the way he did it, but you know. But <laughs> were you smoother or was he smoother? He was it? smoother <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, it's all like, oh, 
but theirs, like when it's to you, they 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 don't they withhold from giving and back. And when that's when you gotta know: is this a relationship worth I want that I want to deal with? Well, that's why it's never gonna. Well, okay, that's too negative, but it's hard to to establish that relationship because when let's just say, for example, when the market's hot, it's like either it's a trucker market. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have all the advantage, but then the, the brokers remember that, and then they're, it's their turn, and then it's, it's just always back and forth. It's never like a, I got you this time, and I, and you got me next time. So it's hard to establish that. I think now, like, I on, think on. the way that it needs to be done is you keep the business numbers as a business, but the thing that you provide is, all right, I will, uh, I will provide you power for that. Yeah, like I know it's going to cost a lot. But I will dedicate power to help you out versus taking maybe another load. Like yeah. the, the business part yeah. of it has to stay stay there. Yeah. Because if if that doesn't happen, then none of us can survive. But there's a lot of buddy, buddy, buddy shit going around. Like, hey, buddy, I need you to cover this. Help me out, man. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And, and like you said, though, has that worked? I think what is very difficult for people no, it's is... It's a guilt trip. It's a guilt trip. They don't want to get on the shit list. When not knowing they have the power to turn it around and be like, how about you don't get on my shit list and you pay me what it's worth? And then next time I'll say yes again. We could Now you have you scratch my back, I scratch yours, <laughs> buddy. Well, that's what I'm saying, the business part. I think people have a hard part, hard time. Let's keep it strictly business and let's not do the, the favors part. Let's do the favor by providing you the power, but has that, that power has a cost. Yeah. Like I think that's fair because then you keep yeah. a very straight edge of like, the hey, the I, hey, I appreciate it that you that you yeah. cover my butt. Hey, please send me the invoice of how much it is. Uh, you will get paid. Yeah, the sooner the better though, because I think the once you start doing favors, the favors is not gonna work. No, because people only remember like, you could do ten favors and they'll remember that one time you said no. Yeah, or we should treat it as instead of the favor part, thinking of it as a. Uh, I value your worth, you value my worth, so when it's time to pay each other, whether it's that direction or this direction, let's pay that person's worth. I, I think, and, and yeah. we won't go too far into this one, but like this is the old school mindset versus the new school mindset, or the old school of being a, a Latino and being very scarce about how we think about stuff versus uh, understanding, no, we have value to each other and let's treat each other like that worth. Because if we don't, we're undervaluing each other. And you can feel and you can see it when it's upstream when you're working with a customer. If you're going to do that to your homie, what does it look like when it's a customer? Why would you treat your homie less than a customer or whatever that relationship is? Why would you treat the person that you actually know less than someone that you don't know? I don't know, man. <laughs> right? Like, let's let's have some respect for each other. Yeah, like people will spend a couple hundreds on some Jordans. But they and, want and, buy and, shirt. and they want the homie to let him have uh you know hook me up yeah but fuck that that's what, my what, first do you, what do you think that's <laughs> the the mentality behind that like is it entitlement like I'm the homie so you owe uh, me this or well, I what think is it's it just the way that we grew up hmm why is it so hard for the circle sometimes to see the vision like a business and and set, not set that boundary like. My personal opinion is because that person that has that thought has it. And this is where I get my, into my coaching mode. What I call my do em, it, do it. emotional intelligence. Do it. 
is that that person hasn't worked on themselves. They don't understand who they are and how they show up to other people. Mm. It's very like surface level where I try to grow and understand how my presence or the way that we speak is going to affect or contribute to our relationship, right? Because this is the first time we interacted. and It's flowing fucking phenomenal. I man. hope so. <laughs> um, is how can I present myself and create a genuine relationship, right? Because there might be one day in the future, hey, uh, I need some help. Do you have a driver? And if I did a good job, maybe you're more than likely to send that driver to me because you know what I'm about. Yeah. Or if uh, or if, if, if you need containers and somehow you're like, hey, Juan, I got 100 containers that I got brokered. Uh, how many can you do? I was like, well, give me a minute. And I'm like, hey, I can do this many. I can guarantee you mm-hmm. this many. Right? Like that relationship start, starts right now. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's uh, you mentioned need. It's like you got something I need. I got, and you mm-hmm. know, I got something you need. And I don't think and it's it a just, bad thing. And it, it just sounds, sounds bad. Yeah. It so sounds bad. Yeah. But it's a whole lot of like, like put me on type of shit. Like, well, what do you have to offer? Like, you have to ha- have something to offer. Yeah. It's like the, the no, but you're supposed to do this because you you you're, you 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 kind of you're a good person. If you're a good person, you're gonna do this. Yeah, that's. I would I would disagree. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I I think you have to, you gotta provide value, you gotta provide something that people want. Mm. Unless I see it one of two ways. I see uh, because uh, I, I think. This is a good relationship. We have we have something of value for each other. Um, you, you flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have something of value for each other, or it's a situation. I only see one of two situations, or it's someone that I can. Um, it's usually someone that's younger that I can help out and coach because I I see the potential in their growth. But even then, I still they are providing something for me. The thing that they're providing for me, because I like to coach and be a teacher, is they're providing me an opportunity to teach. So they're still even providing value for me. What about providing growth for your own benefit from the growth you created, but then that growth decides to leave? I always, the funny thing is I always encourage you to leave. Because if you're still around me, you are limiting yourself. Mm. Go out into the world. If you talk to any of my coaches, I go, your job is to learn everything that I know so that one day you have an opinion of how I do things. Mm-hmm. That is when you know yeah. you have to leave. Sorry. No, you're good, you're you good. have to leave you to do go a learn more because yeah. you're going to get limited and you're going to get stuck. Leave. I'm going to push you away because the, the, the only way that I grew yeah. was I had to go find more, find more, find more, find more. But I think that comes from me Doing the work of understanding who I am and how I want to grow. No scarcity mindset here, huh? No scarcity. There's never, a, it's never been there? I think it was in the past. I think um, it for sure was. Are we going to go into the childhood side now? Uh, I mean, it's not too far into the childhood side. All but right. we can talk about the development. Uh, one, I think it's because I've always been a coach. Okay. Two is because uh, I became a dad at 22, 23 years old. And then having conversations with myself well how do i want this to go down like what kind of relationship do i want my son to have with me what type of relationship do i want to have with those around me those close to me 
So I think about that a lot. How do I want this to go down? How do I want this podcast to go down? I have a, like a visual representation of how I want it to feel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always funny to me when people go to the gym and I'm like, why are we doing all this? Why are we all acting like all weird and adult-like? Like, I'm the weirdo that will make it very uncomfortable to break that barrier. And that is the reason I'm lucky enough to have the the community that I have at the gym um, to to have the opportunity of like us growing as a company right now, uh, contribute to the culture and, and all those things. And uh, my whole free time, all day, my wife will tell you and everyone at work will tell you, I got headphones in listening to podcasts all day. Just growth, 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 growth. Reading, 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 reading. Uh, yes, sir. <coughs> Bless you. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> COVID. COVID. Oh, I forgot to show you my cord. <laughs> oh, you should have. Just listening to constant growth, which allows me to always be in that mindset. Do you doze off, though? Like you're still doing other things and it's playing on in the background? Or do you in- listen with intent or you listen just to absorb what is meant for you? Uh, a little both. I guess it depends how yeah. busy I am. So if I'm like really busy and I'm in it, it it'll be more... It'll be more music or yeah. it'll be like Rogan when it's like him just messing around. Like this morning I was listening to him and Tyson. Mm-hmm. But even then they give you little tidbits, right? Because Tyson's yeah. been through a lot and it gives you little tidbits of how he used to, his ego used to feed him and yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. But there's little tidbits. But I, the way that I think about it is I'm always constant in that in that zone. Like when I leave, I'll probably put another podcast on and just I'm, I'm keep on jamming. So whenever the opportunity arises, one of the things that I love is seeing other people grow. I'm I'm a dad. I'm a coach. I'm I'm getting older. I'm not that old, but I'm getting older, and it, it's fascinating to me. Like that's the only thing that really matters, because if we go into our childhood and, and many of us have these experiences, because we all we're all uh, kids of immigrants, right? Is it it just felt so. Not all the time felt very happy, and like maybe your parents were gone all the time or working. We all have our different situations, but it's still similar. And I was like, "Well, I am in a seat where I can contribute to someone else being happy because of uh, the the positions that I hold or the hats that I wear. It's I almost have it a responsibility to like I don't want you to suffer through that because I've already done that, and I want you to win." And this weird thing happens where, because I want you to win, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you with with love. I'm gonna be very fucking hard with you, and I'm gonna expect you to know stuff, but only with the thing, only with the tools that I've given you so far. So once you have that, like, hey, okay, here's the next step, and level up, and always be questioning, because I also don't think that our our parents uh, had that ability. To have that time or know-how to be able to have those conversations with their kids. Because they were busy working. It's not their fault. Their responsibility was to provide a roof and food. And they did a fucking great job of that. But they didn't have time to read a book and find out about themselves. But they already did the most by getting here to begin with. By getting here, which is the hardest part. Imagine us leaving right now to go to another country that we don't know their language. Bro. Try it. Turn it around and see how that. Yeah, that's right. That's good. So it, it takes a lot of time understanding as an adult. You're like, oh, my parents were my age when they were trying to figure me out. And that's our, our, our truckers now. Like, 
it, you know, with the language barriers at the terminals, yeah. sometimes getting skipped because they don't understand them or shit like that. Yeah. And I, you, or, or what I disrespected enjoy, a certain way because you feel they can't talk back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard. That language barrier is a big thing. And I feel fucking really fortunate that I, I am bilingual, so I See. can speak to the to the labor force, right? The reality is, like, that's the labor force. But I'm fortunate enough to now have an education to where I can communicate with our customer and understand the world that they're coming from and try to be a bridge between everyone so everyone can get their job done and feel part of the basically the supply chain. The fascinating thing is everything that comes into this country is coming from the ports that are right here. Yeah, and we need to take pride in that. that and let's talk about that. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, the logistics is boring. I'm like, Those containers are ugly and rusty, bro. Like, that doesn't look good with all my This is our chrome. whole life, dude. Nothing happens without these containers right here. My friend Mark Gridanus, episode three, he said that picture a container, and if you could put um, the people that made money off that container, if you if they could all place their hands on it, it would it would wrap around it like in one That's way cool or another. Concept. It. We should do it one day. Yeah. We should do that. <laughs> so for, um, to I don't know if that made sense. Like picture everyone that was involved with the movement of that mm-hmm. container. Whether the uh, manufacturer, whether like a, a longshoreman, yeah, the longshoreman, the, a, a trucker, the, like the, at the warehouse, the, the the Amazon kids unloading over there, or everyone, yeah, the consumer, like just to get a toothbrush. Well, the consumer kind of just just to get a it. toothbrush, yeah, a toothbrush. So, so this is very important. It's just that there hasn't been really, really like the light shed on it, For, with good reason, because there's fucking billions out there you know to be made man and it's all hidden behind the lack of knowledge yeah i'm I'm on a mission to break that so we don't end up in a trunk of a car somewhere (laughs) (laughs) could there be like you think there could be like a logistics mafia out there who knows maybe controlling (laughs) who gets the containers fuck it when it's our time it's our time i guess but so where were we before I, I took it a whole nother? <laughs> oh, we went the emotional side. <laughs> no, we went the, the childhood, right? Uh, any hardships growing up that you remember? No, I think I was pretty blessed. Yeah. I have both parents. I have two sisters, two younger sisters. I grew up in Santana, Orange County. Mm-hmm. And then I came out here for school. I met my wife and had kids. And most of my life I've been a, an athlete. Now I feel like I'm an athlete with my brain. Mm-hmm. Um. So I can't complain. What's your favorite memory then growing up? Uh, s- sports. My <laughs> The highlight of my career was probably like in middle school, <laughs> breaking all sorts of records and stuff and just playing soccer. I got to travel and play soccer and stuff. And now I get to, uh, now I get to coach my kid in soccer. So full circle. So you take the coaching home as well, like daily? I'm a coach at all times, yeah. I, I try to. I try to teach my coaches that are trying to be coaches. Like, if you're trying to be a coach, you have to be a representation of that of all times. If you're going to say that you do the thing that I do, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to judge you. I'm going to judge you hard because that title comes with a lot of responsibility. You're in charge of people's lives. You think what you listen to and what you put in as your mental diet and all that stuff it contributes to the quality of the coaching you do like absolutely do you have a a favorite book or something that you recommend uh the first book that i start everyone with is called uh, mindset with carl carl dweck it's uh 
basically saying that you don't have a, a, a fixed mindset, you could change the way that you think. Because I think one hard part that people don't understand is that their emotions are fake. That's interesting. Your emotions are fake because it's the way that you're perceiving it that makes you respond to that, your response to it. Like like uh, like your situation. But the feeling is real. It's how you're interpreting it what makes it real. So you could either have been pissed at your DUI. Take my money, man. <laughs> <laughs> you could either have been pissed at that opportunity yeah. or now you're happy. You're like, you know what? Now looking at it through a changed mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. My emotions to that have changed. So we could train our brain to do that at any given time. This That whole thing is like called cognitive behavior therapy. Mm-hmm. It's like how you could switch triggers to have a, a, a view of something to help you move forward. Because having a negative view on anything is not going to help you. So you the only thing that you have available is to switch it to something that it can move you forward. It's the only way. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck and angry and scarce and be mad at your dispatcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or stuck in, like, trying to, like, reliving the past and creating, like, a negative present or worried or about a future that's me. not even here yet. and then Yeah, this happened to me and blah, blah, blah. And okay, stay stuck on that. Now that you know, then it's, then it's a responsibility. You can't use that anymore. You already know that that happened to you, so you, you can't really use it as an excuse moving forward in a way it's kind of like people use it to validate why they haven't done much right correct but they're capable of doing a lot you're choosing not to you're limiting choosing not to like here's a a good example yeah you having a dispatcher people get angry right a bad dispatcher yeah or you could use it as an opportunity to grow that relationship with that dispatcher hey i'm having trouble with this i'm really struggling and getting angry at these situations could you maybe run me down to um, why you're telling me those things? Is there something better that I can do? Or can you communicate better with these things? But you have to view it like that and you have to address it like that. Because if you don't have the verbiage or the ability to communicate, it's going to be a bad relationship. Yeah. Versus like, oh, okay, I feel you. I understand you. Like leaving you in the truck for two hours and you not knowing what's going to happen yeah. is going to piss you off. Sorry, I apologize. Let's clear this out right now. Before you make a, a diss song. Did you, did you <laughs> yes, hear it? <laughs> yes. Dude, going down the whole... Because uh, I'm uh, I'm fascinated by social media. I know people don't hate social media, but I love social media. Yeah. I, I love the, the little cultures that are created because I've been telling everyone about what happens in Drage and truckers, right? Because my social media has changed. I see everything that you post, that mm. everyone else posts. Yeah. I've become friends with people on the internet. Um, and I think it's a very powerful tool. And again, it's perspective. That gives you the tools on how you use it. Because one, unfortunately, I never get trolled on. I wish I would get trolled on just so I can talk beef. But maybe it's because of how I present myself. Like, what are you going to talk beef on me about? One, I'm not going to care. <laughs> and then two, the way that I'm using it. Drop the troll beef. me Drop. out, dude. Let's go. Do it talk in the comments, about man. my squat. Good luck. <laughs> um I got a bad knee, bro. Otherwise, I did not. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I can help you. Um, is how you're using it is how it's going to affect you. Yeah. What is the intentions that you're using it for? One, the first intention was like, okay, let me learn. I found your podcast because I wanted to learn the perspective of what truckers have 
when they go in. Yeah. And one of the key ones is understanding that, oh, a lot of the truckers think that brokers are their dispatch. Oh, it's yeah, let's not. touch that topic. Yeah, okay. But uh, before we go there, uh-huh. it's just like I wanted to learn the little nuances, the little things that this world has that I didn't know before so that I could contribute to that world. Right, like I know a lot of um, or a lot of the trucking companies are come from a long line of generations. I understand that. I understand that there, there's um, there's all there's for the most part beef between dad and son. <laughs> right, there's a lot of common yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you, did you see one of those? I saw one. Of yeah. Those. Different mentalities. Different mentalities, yeah. and right now there's a, a changing of time from old school to. Uh, younger cats to so the ones that talk back to talk back the ones that use port pro versus writing it on paper yeah L- little different things I'm like um, I know and this is my competitive advantage that I need to know those little things so that I can play right like people get confused they're like wait are you a driver like where do you fit in I'm who like, are you who are you <laughs> I'm not a driver but I, I try to understand what that person's going through sometimes instead of just dispatching I'm on the phone with my driver just so I can like talk to them to understand what he's seeing, what he's going through, the decisions that he's making. Um, that's just like I have learned that I'm good at that. That I think maybe most people will not go down that that rabbit hole. That's how I found the podcast. That's how I found you. I think I switched. I searched like Drage, Ports of LA, Ports of Long Beach. I went on Twitter. So for the most part, uh, like social media for Drage only lives on instagram there's some tiktok accounts that are coming up and those guys are like over the road guys though yeah like, there's not a lot of drage stuff yeah. i think you could kill it with uh the tiktoks on the drage side yeah like, i'm gonna try to figure out how i can make my imprint on tiktok with the stuff that i'm doing with prevalent as yeah. well whether it's education and showing people the things that everyone's going through i think it might bring light to um the supply chain in general so people understand what is happening right most of the problems that we all come into is is issues and restrictions with the terminals right i think we would all agree like well we need better processes so that we can communicate with the terminals better right i think there's too much friction all the time right because if you look at the rates of success appointments it's like 50 percent. it's not very high and i'm having success of like 85 90 percent most of the time Right, and there's little things like that that are going back and forth. What was your question that I forgot, that I missed? That we're gonna we're gonna set it straight as far as like the oh. misconceptions about people thinking the broker is the dispatcher. Something yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. So the jobs come from either a forwarder or a broker. The forwarder is the one that is responsible for the container. That forwarder might hire a broker. That broker is responsible to get the the transportation. The carrier. The carrier. So that broker will give you a uh, delivery order to go get the container at wherever and bring it to wherever. Yeah. That person does not know the terminals. They don't know appointments. They don't know anything. Yeah, you got to go based on your DO. Like You got to go based on your DO. They yeah. can't help you when you're at the trouble window. That is on you. Yeah. Or the company that you're working under. That That's, that's your dispatch. So you can't really call them. They can't. They have no power. They have no understanding. Most of the time, they have no understanding of what's going on on the on the port. So, what's the scenario of the of the misunderstanding? Uh, I haven't encountered one, but I imagine it is you can't get into the port. Uh, the person that is responsible for making that appointment is the um, the trucking company. That's who has that power. Yeah. 
Uh, so if you can't get in, you got to tr- call the trucking company that you're working for to to be able to access it. The second one is um, they're not going to be like sometimes you might get a trouble window for a, uh, a chassis that is not flagged to, to, to get on that container. Like mm-hmm. It's a non-valid chassis. Yeah. The, the broker's not going to know that. Your trucking company should know that. Or um, whoever owns that chassis should know that. If you can't get a container, it's more than likely that you're not you're the trucking company that is hired that is on that paperwork, the original paperwork because it might have been broken down a couple times. Mm-hmm. Whoever made that appointment, the trucking company that made an appointment must be verified by the vessel. So if you're not verified by Costco, you're not going to be able to grab that Costco container. Or whoever it is. Yeah. If you go to the, if you go and bobtail in and you need a chassis and you try to go get a, a chassis and you can't get a chassis, you don't understand why, is that that trucking company does not have a con- contract with those companies. They're not going to get let you get that con- uh, that chassis. Yeah, because it won't, it won't match. When the SCAT code comes up, not authorized. Not authorized. Go back. Get out. Flip. F- flip or like get out because you, you have no chassis. Yeah. Especially right now. Um, or... What are some other scenarios? It's more than likely the the responsible party, not whose fault it is. The responsible party is the trucking company. The trucking company, here's a, uh, here's a list. Uh, the trucking company needs to know whether they're allowed to touch that vessel's equipment. The, the authority of whatever chassis is being used and whether that truck has authority to enter either the Long Beach side or the L.A. side. And has authority to enter that specific terminal, right? Like um, UTI and Phoenix Marine, you use uh, voyage uh, control. Yeah. WBCT uses another voyage. Um, I forgot what it's called. The, whatever that website is. Five of them use on on the Long Beach side, Emodal, Pack, SS, all the SSA Marine terminals. Um APM has their own version. So you need to have access to the terminal as well. All of that is the trucker's responsibility. Not not the broker. Yeah. They're not going to be able to help you. They give you the job. Their only job is to pay you. I don't know if that helps clarify for people. I hope if, it does. If people blame brokers. <laughs> yeah. You can't blame them. Or you could view it like we talked talked about the perspective where did you miss? Did did you do a poor job understanding the information that you needed to do your job? Is another way to view. Yeah. It. Well, at the end of the day, the drivers are always caught in between it, no matter what. Yeah, unless you're like dispatching yourself or you own the trucking company. Yeah. Whoever owns the trucking company is the responsible party. Or. So that's why that's a heads up for the guys that are gonna follow the the list the mm-hmm. instructions. So when when shit goes south at the terminal, they're not blowing up the broker's phone, right? Correct. It's like you should have done planned yeah. accordingly. Yeah, that is your job. Very well. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, I would encourage everyone to take that very personal, because it'll allow a lot of other things to happen meaning you're not going to waste your time your time is valuable you're not going to have to argue with the broker and charge them a dry run and 
if you if you cover your butt and you take responsibility of getting all those pieces to yourself, guess what the customer's gonna do? They're gonna be happy and they're gonna give you five more loads. Versus you I'm not working with you anymore. Yeah, versus uh pay me a dry run for some mistake I made. Yeah. Or <laughs> like if you have a pretty good success rate when something does go wrong, hey dude uh Today was a dry run, or they shut the terminals down. Trade packs automation system went to Kaka today. Whatever the situation is, you could charge them, and they go fair. Not they're not gonna argue with you mm-hmm. because the the trust, the relationship, the transparency has been there. Yeah, to where they know if I give that that job to that truck, that trucking company, they're gonna do it. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, so luckily, I've been fortunate again that I've done maybe two or three loads where they've been on me. And I go, stand by, I provide them all the information, I do my job, and then the next week they go, here one, here's six deals. And I go, you didn't ask, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Fine, here we go. I, I asked for the work, and now they're just giving me work because we have a high success rate. Uh, so maybe another way that I, to kind of end this, this little topic is um, if you want a successful trucking company, you need to look at the things that you can control in order to provide a high-value ticket. And that's on you. Yeah, the less fuck-ups, the higher quality service, the higher you can quote. The higher you can quote and the higher you can hold your line, right? Because yeah. when it comes down to like, hey, one that's very expensive, and then you go, uh, well, you don't even have to say it. Like, You get what you pay for, so go fuck with someone that's going <laughs> to get your shit shipped back. Um, and then you have to go through the whole process about figuring out what that, that other trucking company is going to do their job or not versus, hey, this is going to cost you more because you asked me to get it today. You cleared it today, and I got a trucker there at 10 p.m. today. It's going to cost you more. Uh, do you approve the, the, the quote? Yes. Okay. Hey, your containers in the yard will deliver tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Where do you see yourself in in five years? The way things are going, I mean, shit. In three months, you got all this unlocked. So, uh, I think in the next one to three years, uh, we want to separate the the departments. Um, we want to grow the the trade side, and then we want to push part of the company to start to be the forwarding side. Uh, so right now, I'm trying to get to where I have like ten drivers. Right now, we have like a power power capacity of like three. And we're doing a lot with three. Uh, so want to grow the manpower. I also enjoy the process of building that team and communicating with that team. Um, I guess it's not very common, but I like to educate the truckers through all the things that I just talked about so that they understand. And I think a cool thing happens where they're trying to problem solve for themselves and they're calling less and they understand uh, the context in which I'm sending them. Sometimes I'll go... Hey, I know sometimes that terminal has exempts. I'm not very sure, but hey, let's go try it. Do you mind going? They're like, all right, let's go try it because it might be worth the win just to get a chassis. And they're like, oh, I'm down because they know later on in the day, the next run, because we have we have acquired a chassis is going to be easier. Right. So getting more truckers, educating more truckers. Uh, one thing that I that I do want to do is um, three fucking months, guys. <laughs> Educate uh, and create more relationships <laughs> with other dispatchers that we can help each other. Yeah, I think the key part is other dispatchers, not the owners, the people that are making calls right away, 
to where we can help each other, whether it's a street turn or a duel or rent um, an owner chassis for the day at a, whatever the, the business price is for that day. Not as a favor. Charge me the business rate. You know what? Shout out to all the dispatchers out there, man, because a lot of these dispatchers basically run the fucking company. You know, yes, like they're their decisions either make it or break it. Correct. And sometimes they don't get enough credit for it. I agree. You know, and uh, so th- that's uh, one of the, one of my big goals is trying to bring together people. And I'm going to give a shout out Dispachero. Uh, <laughs> to uh, have a, a WhatsApp <laughs> group that I'm trying to grow yeah. that I've been lagging on it. That is helpful to where like, hey, does anyone have the uh, a Costco empty or whatever, whatever. Um, and trying to get a better relationship so that we all can do their jobs faster. I think that's the, the, the best way. Or if there's a situation where someone gives you 10 containers that you need to move today, but you only have power for two, can we rebroker to someone else that we have a relationship with so that they can do the job, they can get some money, you can get some money, and the relationship keeps going? Um, so building that, that team up um, on the company side, providing support and growth so that we can get to the forwarder level and hopefully also have the opportunity to uh, give out jobs and loads and contracts to carriers that have also provided good service, right? I think at, at the bottom of the, uh, at the end of the day, kind of like what you talked about is the only way that we can help each other and the only way that we'll be willing to either give or take is the value that we provide, right? So if, if, if there's other, because there's more than enough companies, not one trucking company can pull the containers, we drove right here right now. Like there's, there's so many out there right now mm-hmm. um, to where have the the freedom and the opportunity to be able to be the ones that give those contracts out. It's a hard task. And I mean, it, there's enough money out there to where like if, if you set yourself up to make good money, I think the waiting time and all that is the least of your worries at that point. It's like if you're going to. If we can't change shit in a way that, like, I, I, I've i started to use this a lot, sing kumbaya in there, yeah. you know, then let me get paid accordingly for this shit. Like, yes. make it worth my while. Yeah. Okay, uh, what adapt and overcome, right? Like, yeah. okay, so this is not changing. Well, I'm going to tweak it a little bit on my end to where it benefits me. Yeah, or, how, or have more control. Yeah. Or, like the thing that we said, only work with the people that you want to work with. But if you're at the fucking end of, you get the end of the stick. You get nothing. Of course it's going to be hell. Like, fuck, I'm not making enough money. Of course waiting, the waiting fucks your day up. Mm-hmm. But if you secured the bag, it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm set. Yeah. I know my cost. It does I'm, take work. It's worth it for me. So, <coughs> not dependent on like, I hope they don't go to lunch at this time or I hope this. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people out there are not making what they should be, and that's why it gets stressful. And they just focus on the stuff that gets in the way of them profiting because they want to have momentum. But yeah. if your profit margin, you know, if your profit is high, then you're not gonna trip on a slow day. Like I secured my bag today, yeah. either way. So or I know it's very hard for people to do this, but if they're in that situation, and I think that's what makes us. Uh, successful or have had a a success rate what are the things here's how i always do anything in general what am i doing and what are the things that i can control that can contribute to my success i have to ask myself that every single time 
Am I messing up because I'm making an appointment at 11 and I know that they go to lunch? Like, then why would I do that? I can't control only one that. Av- it's the only one available, though. And if that's the only one available, then I can't control that one. So, okay, I'm going to go at that time. Or I'll set an appointment at that time, maybe not show up to 1230 because I already know there's a line, a line outside. Which, which ones of these things can I control? And which of them is my fault that I can, my ownership, my responsibility that I can control? Or sometimes we try to do this. Hey, the only appointments that we got tonight is 10, 11, 12, 12, 30. Don't come into work till 4 p.m. Let's control not coming in at, in the middle of the day or in the morning because we know we're going to be working all night. And so, but the money has to be there, right? You talked about it. It's 9 p.m. I'm not going to go on this run. Well, did you coordinate well <laughs> to where you're not tired? To where you know, okay, I'm going to go late night today. I know i got an early morning tomorrow. That's fine. The communication maybe between um, the admin or the team is, hey, you did, you did two hard days in a row. Hey, just just chill today. It's fine. We'll get you more hours during the week at some point. Like, wh- where can we move the and adjust so yeah. that people can be happy? And I think the thing that doesn't get talked about that is kumbaya-ish, but I think it's important that has to doesn't have to be kumbaya talked about is understanding the mindset of someone. Maybe I let you work from home. Maybe I send you home early, but that might make you happy for that day. To where two days from now, when you got to work long hours, you're like, all right, Tyler, whoever had my back, I got you. Yes, I'm willing to do this for you. Versus just going into the dirt every day. How is that going to make you feel? I haven't seen my daughter or my son in two, three days. I'm pissed. Or it was the day. Hey, it's slow today. We're just going to use two. Who wants the two? Who needs more hours? Good, good. Hey, you just go home. Take the the day off. Hang out with your child or podcast or, or, or edit for the day right because editing gets behind all the time <laughs> <laughs> you know it's i know dude uh use the opportunity and that's my way of dealing with the the mental stress of it mm-hmm. choose the opportunities when you can rest because we all know that the long days are coming they're always there it's like carbs <laughs> i want me some carbs after this <laughs> at the sandwich saloon and no we're not sponsored but I've been shooting for going it. daily. I went on a five back to back Philly cheesesteak streak. Did you? That can't be that can't be good, bro. <laughs> like eating it starts dripping, the little oil, you know. The greasier the better though. Anyways, um, yeah. You said carbs, bro. You you threw me off. <laughs> but today's carb day, huh? Easter? Every day is carb day. what's the challenge that you're facing at the moment with getting this in motion? The uh, I have no challenges. I'm swole. No, the task or the challenge right now is uh, how I'm going to build my team. Uh oh, how do you pick them out? How do you know? Because a lot of people just uh, it's all false advertisement. I'm I'm your man, bro. It's yeah, it's hard. I think it takes a lot of um time being in the head position to know how to develop people oh, okay 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 okay. so the way that i view it is like no one's going to be perfect for the job mm. i just accept that which is fine okay the only thing that i need is your willingness to learn are you willing to learn yes that's all i need let's go uh 
And this is where I think is important where your leadership style comes in. The My leadership style always has been teaching and educating. So, like, the first thing that I'm going to have um, the next person that comes on do is fill out all the data that is required in order for our truckers to do the job. The, the bill of lading number or booking number, the container number. Uh, I need you to check the last free day. I need you to check the last cutoff day. These are all very important, which could sound boring, right? Yeah. The leadership in this is showing and understanding that person how important that information is. So you're breaking it down, the operation into into steps and sections, and then assigning. Yes, each right one now a I'm one man operation, uh-huh. so I have to do sales, the customer service part. I have to do dispatch, and then the admin of uh, invoicing as well, which has been fine till now. But the volume is picking up, so I can't do it all. Uh, so the first thing that I think is important before I give up some of that responsibility is understanding what happens on the front part with all the information. So that's the first thing that I'm going to teach and how that information is important to the job. Because I think it's very important for people to understand and they feel part of the team on how their actions helped everyone. Oh, hey, thank you. Because if we didn't have that number, we can't go make an appointment. And so maybe the next thing as I'm thinking about it right now, once they have the ability to put that data down is give them the power to choose the appointments for me. Hey, you know the trucker schedule. You know the information. Let's start working together, collaborating, because that's the fun part. That's the, that's like when you start to get do, do stuff live, right? And it's the it's the higher consequence, the higher risk. Mm-hmm. If you mess up not putting some data in for the appointment, you're going to go to the trouble when you're going to slow everything down. But it's the fun part because it's it's live. It's, it's the actual job, yeah. <laughs> right? And... Um, so teaching them how like step one contributes to step two. And you're like, oh, hey, what time's our jobs? Oh, well, I'm, I'm part of this. I know what time the, the, the job is and the appointment time and where it's at. Okay, cool. Uh, the next step is either is either that person or maybe a new person is teaching to dispatch, right? Because I need to, if, if I'm trying to grow the department, I need to let go of certain pieces so I can go get more customers. Uh, and teaching that person hey this is how we dispatch and this is why this is important and this is why your part is important and the way that i view it not one piece is more important than the other it's just different pieces Mm -hmm. all of it is important because if one person's missing none of it can get done are you approaching it in with the mindset of like everyone wears all the hats or like everyone masters what they're at because the thing about everyone wearing multiple hats it i think there's a little room there for too many people l- la- lack of accountability so yes. every, they'll start to feel like that wasn't my job when it's something to take the blame for that was not them because they wear multiple hats so they take that hat off in that do moment. you know how the marines work no every man is a rifleman mm-hmm. so i went to uh officer candidate school i graduated that school uh, on the officer side but on the marines is that anyone at any given time takes off their hat and they're rifleman infantry that's the way that I think about leadership in an organization as well. I'm going to teach you all of it so that you understand all of it. And in case I die, everything's on the docks or on Port Pro and you can continue the job without me. The same thing is with everyone. However, your hat that you currently wear, I want you to be the best at that one. But if you're not there that day, the other person can immediately just step in and take over. That's how I view it. Every man is a rifleman, but you are specialized in something. And that way... 
your expectations and your deliverables are known and you stay in that lane mm. until your your efforts are needed in someone else's. But I also think that's helpful because you respect what the other person is doing. Yeah, you go through what they go through. You're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, okay, now I get it. Because I don't I don't really know the feeling because I'm just going through this. I don't know what the drivers think about with all the homies behind the computers or what the computer people think about what's going on out there. Oh, you guys are just lazy. You don't want to do this. Or, well, you guys don't do anything. You're just behind the computer in air conditioning day. Yeah, if you, if you don't accept this last three-day load, I can't go home, and I really want to convince you because I'm going to look yeah, bad whatever, whatever. if I didn't dispatch But if everyone understands and there's transparency, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, uh, if you're on dispatch, hey, stand by. Can you give me like 15 or 30 minutes? I'm, I'm having three other trouble ticket windows right now. Stand by. And That's it, enough. And it, and it might be 45 minutes and you mm. know you know that that person is trying to work through a lot of stuff really, really fast. Sometimes. Sometimes. The hope is, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully the relationship is there. Don't forget because, about me. <laughs> because the, um, maybe in the past I have solved something for you in three minutes. So you know that I'm trying to do all these things at the same time. Or if I did my job and I constructed the department well, I can give it to someone else. Hey, can you figure out that trouble window? And can you figure out? And all I have to do is... It's that driver with that booking number. Can't figure it out. And I don't have to teach them at that point because I've already taught them how the whole thing works. Yeah. And they could just step in and solve it for myself. And then we could have one person per ticket window versus one person on four of them or something like that. Um, so that's the way that I think about it. it. It takes the way that it's done. One, again, through teaching and information. And two, the way that you're setting up your verbiage and having people interact with each other. On a, I think of it as very micro level to where I do little things to where um, a small text of something that you did that day, whether uh, as an example, hey, I appreciate you having my podcast, whether it's a later, later today or tomorrow, even if it's a small little thing. Or maybe the podcast comes out and I send you a text or something funny that happened. And I'm like, look at us, fools. Hey, fool, you forgot to turn the sound on. <laughs> Shit. It made me change. <laughs> but it, uh, it's, it's a little touch point that compounds over a long period of time in order to create a relationship. And we gave each other a lot of feedback today uh, in, a, in a correct way where it doesn't feel demeaning. Where it's more of a conversation than I'm the boss. I'm going to tell you what to do. No one's ever liked that. I never liked that from the top down. That's why I started getting tattoos and dressing the way that I drew or whatever the thing is. Because I didn't like authority. I wanted the freedom and the responsibility to do something that is high consequences at all times. So the, elaborate on the tattoos. So that's the, the like the ultimate statement of I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm going to make yeah, it happen. I, I want you to judge me based on, my, on, the, on the character of self. Yeah. A lot of people still judge people, though, based on tattoos. Yeah, I don't know why it's old. I have an assault rifle on my hand. How dare you? <laughs> Back to the whole um, the the favorite book part. Do you have a favorite quote? Mm, I don't know if I have a favorite quote, but quotes that I steal from often. My boy, yeah. my boy yeah. Nipsey. <laughs> um, All right, Pete. What are other ones that I've been recently? Mm, I do a lot, a lot from Nipsey. I think he has a good, good uh, messages encrypted mm-hmm. in the things that he's saying. 
Um, whatever podcast I'm listening to, I, I, I tap in. Like Tyson would probably say some stuff. So the stuff is in in the moment. Then you kind of whatever's meant for you that day. Yes. You take it as you go. Yeah. And, and so there's like no people, need to focus on like I really need to memorize this quote because I no when no, no, no. the right I'm time on the fly. boom. So you I, know like how people meditate and shit. Like I can't sit down and meditate. Yeah. My meditating is being present with that conversation that's going on. Yeah. And that little thing popped out to me and I I, I grabbed it. At yeah. That, at that moment. Yeah. Yesterday it's crazy because yesterday I, I heard um. A, a snippet of there was a clip on um, Joe Rogan, and and it, I don't know why I needed to hear that, but I'm how do I say this? Al grano. It's like this guy went on on the podcast mm -hmm. and he made it very awkward because he said that they were they were he encouraged him to play rock paper scissors, mm -hmm. and that in exchange if if the guest won. He got to choose uh, Joe Rogan's guests for the whole week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Joe Rogan didn't think it was a fair deal. He's like, I'll give you five bucks. I'll give you 20 bucks. So he like slammed them. You have nothing that I could not buy myself or that I need. So he didn't think it was a fair exchange. And then anyways, the point is that at the end of that, he's like, the only reason the podcast works is because I interview people that I actually want to talk to. Mm -hmm. So it's like. And is the thing that you needed to hear at that moment or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at, at first it was like, um, how do I say it? it without sounding like a fucking dick? Sometimes like dick. you want to. Um, I would love to like just interview everyone, but I can't. Right. Like mm -hmm. I can't interview everyone in logistics but i've started to feel like there's some stuff that low-key i want to learn like myself you know and if it got pretty boring if you if i feel i know everything which i don't like i feel like i want to challenge myself to to bring more guests that i can learn more from as well like mm -hmm. you know what i mean basically make it like a nice little balance yeah so a little bit of what, like what the drivers go through, a little bit of like what the longshoremen go through, and then out of nowhere, like something really technical, like this, 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 you know? Yeah. That I can learn from, so that I can also, because there's life outside of the podcast. So if I can learn something too, and then just contribute, yeah. Kind of get a little selfish with it. I think you should go so fully selfish with it. You know? I don't think you should care, because. Think about the the podcast guest that you really want to talk to. How much better quality questions and engagement and flow there's going to be. Because mm -hmm. you're going to be interested in it. No, there's like, um, there's no way to make this politically correct. It's just that <laughs> there's some, quite frankly, there's some people that I've had on here. And I'm not going to mention names that along the way I was like, do you even want to be here? You know? Oh, so it's like versus me bugging you. Hey, let me talk. Let, let me come on. Let me come on. <laughs> Do you get a lot of that? Or, or too? wanting to come on, like just to come on. But then when when, when you get approached, it's like when shit gets real. It's like oh, uh, you know. Do you like, get a lot of people requesting? I'm not gonna lie. It's not like oh my god. You know, it's like a, a few here and there. You know. Uh. A lot of people are shy, and then a lot of people. It's their first session. You know, so mm -hmm. I know. I know how that feels when I did my first session. So. It's super awkward. Yeah. 
I guess it's, um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but the point is I needed to hear that because the minute I start losing interest in this, then I'm done. That's, that's mm-hmm. and anything that I do, if I don't love it, I'm, it's not the same and quality. it takes a lot of work. You know what I mean? But I know a lot of guys are going to be out there thinking like, oh, so now, he, now he's too good. Like he wants to interview like celebrities now or what? Well, no, it's, it's not like that. It's just, I want to. That's their insecurities though. What does that mm. have to do with you? Mm. What does that have to do with you? Mm. That has nothing to do with you. Yeah. All I Sorry. ask is like if I, if I, not to sound as humbly as I can, like, if if you're given the opportunity to come on, like let's let's provide value, like mm-hmm. let's engage, you know, not not just to come on, just to say you came on, like what, what can you contribute to to the people, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, fuck it, it's a learning <laughs> experience. I'm I'm not gonna stop. I'm I'm just saying I needed to hear that because th- there's some sometimes that I haven't been too. Mm, what's the right word? I don't know. Is that that sometimes it's just hard to get it rolling, man? It's like, yeah. And I feel guilty, like just cutting it short. So I just roll with it. You know what I mean? And that's not very genuine of me. So me, when I hold something in, and eventually it bugs me enough, I just blow up, or I just, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I'm learning to just kind of know myself, and like, you know what? I'm not feeling this. Like, so that that's how I was feeling sometimes. Well, hopefully I did a good job. Yeah, you did great. But we made it. We made it through all the points, huh? Quack, quack, quack. Don't forget to unsubscribe if you feel <laughs> a certain type of way. But you have what? What helps you stay motivated? Like, because me, like I was, there was a time I was not feeling motivated to to do this. Cause yeah, it it felt like monotone. You know? Oh yeah, it, you know. It's just, I, I don't know. I'm the type of guy I need to know. Like, I get frustrated. Like, I want to do it. I want to do it now. Like, tell me now. Like, let's let's figure it out. But then when I realize that maybe we can't figure it out, we got to, like, focus on our own selves. Mm-hmm. You know? And this is the way. Uh, information, value. Mine is... Uh, to level up. Yeah. Mine's... The thing that drives me is me testing my skills, right? Because I say a lot of stuff. And so the internal dialogue that I have with myself is, if you think you're hot shit, well, let's see your skills, Juan. Right? Like, the jump was, oh, you want to be in operations? You want to be in logistics? Let's see what you got. If you think you're hot shit and you know leadership and you know management, then prove it. So, like, that's the internal dialogue that I have with myself. And that's it. I'm going to prove it to myself that I can. And because of that, I'm really harsh and insane on myself. So I do all the things that I need to do uh, to prove that to myself. The hard part, though, is um, that's my addiction. So I have to I always keep finding myself doing that. Like (laughs) I was an EMT before I was going to be a firefighter. I did the military thing before I've I've. I've done so many things that I made it to the end and was like, all right, I did it next, 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 next. But you, you see what I'm saying? You get to that point where it's like next. Yeah. I think I don't want that to happen here. I, well, the, it could be different next though. Mm-hmm. It, it could be next on, maybe you go back through all the podcast guests you had and the ones that killed it, you bring them back and you have a new topic. 
mm. you elevate the the conversation yeah right or you elevate the conversation to where here's an, an idea if we're, if we're talking about it you're comfortable in this studio what if you travel somewhere else in another port to talk about what's happening over there mm-hmm. or you start talking to the forwarders or you start talking to the mayor of la or long beach all the people that are actually the heads of it or talk about like thing that very interests me is like yeah there's port pro and i love all the features to it but how is the blockchain and crypto going to change logistics like that's where my brain is at and yeah it, like a step above step above where's where's the highest place that i can reach like mine right now is like damn can i really run a warehouse and 15 drivers and have my own staff like can i do it I think I can. I think I got the skills, but can I do it? Let's see, kid. It's still in the same realm. Um, like, I think my job is still the, sh- the same because it's in a, a leadership role of leading a team to war. But it's like, what is the best ability um, and the, the most complicated one that I could test myself in versus... It, it is very hard for me just to show up and do a job somewhere. I can't do that. Clock in. I can't. I can't just go, I'm going to work today, and then I'm going to walk away. I have to be like, I'm going to go to this place and test myself and um, create relationships and make my presence known and build a bigger network for myself. Right? Like the hope right now, and a very selfish one, very selfish, right? Like you just said, like, why sometimes I feel selfish? I was like, I'm okay being super <laughs> selfish yeah, let's and being on, on this podcast right now yeah. because my drayage network is about to grow. As soon as this hits and hopefully I did a good job. Yeah. Because everyone right now that follows me on Instagram is from fitness. Yeah. Now I'm trying to grow very selfishly and trying to put prevalent on, on game, on social media, because hopefully I did a good job for people to want to communicate and ask questions. I will, I, I, because we started having conversations in the comments, people started to reach out to me, right? So very selfishly, I want to do that as well. And very selfishly, hopefully for yourself, it's like, well, uh, if if Juan did a good job and we cut good clips, that drives views up Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, So I'm almost trying to test myself. If if I'm going to do it, then I want to be really good at it. Loki, I'm trying to be the best at it. And like that's, that's what motivates me. Because if I start thinking about, start thinking about it in, in, in any other way, it could be very depressing, unmotivating, with no purpose. So I, okay. I, ha- I have to like slap that purpose there. Okay. So everybody talks about like the motivation or this, motivation or that. But let's talk about how, how, how do you act when you don't feel motivated, when you don't want to fucking do anything. If that ever happens, or is is it always motivation day for you? Like, it. I mean, I get tired. I burn out. <laughs> how do you get through those days that you don't want to? Uh, Ooh, you don't I have think, them. No, no. Well, I think about it maybe differently. Mm-hmm. Is when I know that I'm like not motivated. I'm getting tired. And I've been doing do too much. I just shut it down. That could be like a day in my head, or half a day, or two like the weekend, and I just hang out with my kids and lay around. Reset. Just reset nothing. And then back on Monday, I turn back on, right? Because my Monday starts with what? 4 a.m. workout. Boom. Straight into all the loads that I have to do. Boom, boom, boom. And then I pick up right where I left off. And then I start to ask myself, where can I start to grow? All the all my jobs that need to be going are already on route. 
like maybe tomorrow actually is like okay i need to get my social media presence on point and the prevalent on point so when you drop the podcast i'm ready to receive whatever that the momentum is mm -hmm. right and keep it going okay right that use that opportunity right because tomorrow's going to be exciting because i already know that i did this so there's going to be a pocket of opportunity i can either use it or lose it and that's the difference between being an operator in management and just being someone that's going to work that's great <laughs> you guys have a social media yet for uh, prevalent uh prevalent logistics i think i'm going to be in charge of it okay <laughs> it hasn't really popped off yet um Kevin Manny also I'm about to put it on. I'm thinking of uh, we'll brainstorm some names right now after. Yeah, well, I mean if you're, if you're open for yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I, I took something from you as far as a suggestion for yeah. the that was a great idea. I'm gonna take to TikTok with clips of the podcast. That way there's a variety. You know, it's not yeah. the same thing on each account because that'll get kind of lame. You know. Yeah. So thank you for that. I don't know why I didn't think of that. It's like so obvious, you know? Yeah. It's right there. So now I get to fucking. <laughs> Let's you know, go. You know? Any any advice for people thinking of. Uh, we're almost going to wrap this up, just so you know. Any advice for anyone thinking of getting into logistics? Like. I think um, you have to understand what the, the whole supply chain looks like if you want to do it. And understand, well, first, like, why are you going to do it? Yeah. If it's always a money conversation, that could, be with that could be with anything, though. That's how it is most of the time. Though. Right? So, like, yeah. I think if you're going to talk about money, it's irrelevant. Don't do it. There's so many other things that you could do. Right? If you are going to do it, you need to tell yourself and give yourself a reason why you want to do it. And the second one is the only way that I think you're going to survive without getting frustrated is understand the whole supply chain and where you sit. Those are my two advices. Anything else that you would like to add? No, thank you. I appreciate you. I know uh, I reached out a couple times and we have a little bit of interaction here and there. And I know from your side, it's always taking a chance on someone. <laughs> it's always scary. Like, man, I don't know how this is going to go. I know I have to do this, but sometimes you don't look forward to it. I'm tired because mm -hmm. um, I, I know I've been on that side of it. Yeah, you do have a podcast side. as well. It's a, it's, a little, it's a little on pause right now. I haven't really done too much with it. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to balance it. it I, it's too much bandwidth. I can't. Well, that, that was good to know that we can relate on that, though. It, it helped... Uh to yeah. your perspective you know it's it's hard being on that side yeah what, what maybe everyone doesn't understand he's listening to the combo but also trying to keep the flow of it yeah which is really hard eventually i want to get rid of this notebook man <laughs> but this, this notebook has saved my ass many times you know it's Especially working like uh, um um well tell me uh do you like do you like mustard <laughs> <laughs> like, all right you know so. we did it we got through 20 minutes yeah. nice um so i appreciate you taking an opportunity or uh, taking a risk um on that and i hope everyone enjoyed if anyone has any questions please reach out uh, i'm more than than happy to help uh and i encourage everyone to push themselves and take ownership of where they stand and if you can do that it's going to help you uh along the way and um, i'm for sure going to plug in let let's uh let's communicate let's start this group um so that we can all move forward and level up i, I always view it as all tides rise together, 
right? If you can push me, if I can push you, if we can push each other, we're all going to get better. Because if we just all go to work, it's, it's not going to be very pur- purposeful. Let's get selfish together. Fuck it. <laughs> but so, that's where the respect comes from. Yeah. Hey, I respect your game. Like, yeah. You're the only one on game. It's mad yeah. respect. And you're doing it. I know there's always like the, the imposter syndrome. Am I supposed to be doing this? <laughs> fucking damn. nailed it, bro. bro yeah. Why is damn it, <laughs> Why is everyone wearing my shit? Like I'm in oh. this fucking studio. What? What is this me uh, right now? Yeah, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm thank. I'm but, thankful. But man. respect, dude. I think yeah. you do a good job. I think um, <laughs> this does, probably doesn't happen, but I think you're doing a great <laughs> job having a brand, putting Dreage on on the map. Uh, I hope the best for you. I, I'm I'm gonna push you to expand on like the 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 circles that you're in, right? Because it'll help you grow on the conversation part. Yeah. And um, I think is a I think is a very important thing that needs to be done on on the grassroots level because you're very well integrated with what's happening on the ground floor and communicate a lot of things of respect for each other on social media. Yeah. Right. Because I know there's a lot of hostility. Like the other day when the guy hit the the car. And you came back. Hey, he he came, he came back. Hey, don't give him no beef. I thought that was respectful. Like, oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't know like what really happened, you know. So yeah. He was. He had just bought his truck too. He's like, man, this 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 is a bad day for me. This yeah. is worst day so far. But then me like feeling like I, I kind of took the role of a mediator without even knowing it. It yeah. feels like sometimes. So it's hard for me too because I could I could make a mistake and that can affect that person. Yeah. So sometimes I'm very careful what I share. And some people sometimes have beef with someone and they kind of want to, you involved. No, so I try not to you? be like, no, I'm not. I'm neutral not, on this, you know. That's not my responsibility. Yeah. And I think you do a really good, really good job, good job of yeah. that. And, uh, and if I, I fuck up, like with that one, <laughs> like it was not more. It was more of a like a PSA, like turn yourself in. We're yeah. good, you know, like we're going to settle it. And I think we need more you of that. You know what I mean? So I kept my word. I took it down and he did his part and shit everyone's happy and imagine we do that over and over and over again yeah yeah so that's where we're at so i think you appreciate it yeah so and as far as where they could reach you we're gonna come up with a name right and they're gonna that will be in the link either way yeah i'll put guest ig yeah boom reach out let's make it happen thank you sir thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one peace bye